Hi, and thanks for joining us. I'm Veronica. I'm Erica. And this is the Context and Color of the Bible podcast, where we're bringing color to the black and white pages of the text. And we're going to bring some fun color today. <laughs> Erica's like, we're bringing vibrant color today. We are bringing vibrant, neon, flashing <laughs> yes, color. and if you're confused, this is episode 18. Yep. And it's Ruth chapter 3 today. Which probably, if anyone's ever studied the book of Ruth or read the book of Ruth, you probably don't think that about this chapter. Oh, I would go, oh, she's going to a man's bedroom. Oh, good. Okay, because some people are like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, funny. Yes. No, we can't think about that. That's not in the Bible. Well, and that's probably why. Right. Because it's, it, this, probably what it is, is this chapter leaves people going, oh, what? I'm not sure I want I'm confused. This is not how I advocate finding a spouse. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I would not tell my daughter, Right, here's how to trap a no, man. No, <laughs> that's a really good warning. This is not how to find a husband 101. Yes. That is not the point of this chapter. Is this the point, too, where we tell children, you, or adults, you might not want your children in the room for this podcast? Well, <laughs> they either need to be young. Oblivious. Oblivious or old enough to understand. To have a conversation. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, thankfully, our children are not in the room. That's right. So, chapter three, Erica, where do you want us? Well, we left off last week yeah. with Naomi having hope. Yes. Ruth had come home with an abundance of food. Mm-hmm. She hap- just in her happening happened yes. to be in Boaz's field. And who's Boaz? A relative of Naomi's yep. on her husband's side. Yep. And so we kind of left that. Ch- Ruth chapter two, Naomi, or Ruth stays with Boaz's women through the barley and the wheat harvest. Yes. So we have a passage of time here. Yeah, about six to seven weeks. Okay, according to agricultural standards. Yes. Yeah. So. April through June. Okay. That's where we're looking. And so she's living with her mother-in-law. So right now, actually, at least when this is being recorded, it's April. Yes. So. Yeah, so she's with her mother-in-law, and their immediate need is met. Correct. So when your immediate need is met, Veronica, where do you begin to think about? You can start to dream again and think about what's coming down the road. Right, I've been, my daily, my weekly needs are taken care of. Right. She's probably even able, because she went through the barley and the wheat harvest, storing up. Yeah, because of Boaz. They Mm -hmm. probably have at least several months. So you can dream and go, what are we going to do next year? Right. What can we do in our future? Right. And if you're Naomi and you're in this situation, you're also probably thinking long term. Right. All right. Right now things are okay, but what Because happens? still there is no retirement plan for Naomi. Right. Or Ruth. There right. are no children. There's no right. sons. Right. Your children were your retirement plan. Right. They take care right. of you. So Naomi still has to think long term of... Right. What are we going to do as we get older? What are we right. going to do when Na- or Ruth is too old? Right. To glean. Or she can't glean as much. Yes. This is still that, whoo, life is settled. Sit back in your chair and enjoy life. Right. We're not there yet. Okay. And Naomi realizes that. And so she's, her mind has been working furiously (laughs) over the past six to seven weeks. But nothing's happened. Boaz hasn't taken a move towards Ruth. Okay. For whatever reason. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe they've continued to have conversations. We don't know. Right. He hasn't proposed. Right. Or up in his game, even, I think. Right. And I think we're going to find out why, at the end of Chapter 3, why he potentially hasn't. Right. What's been holding him back. Right. At this point, all we know is their long-term situation hasn't changed. Right. 
And so Naomi's concern now turns to Ruth. I have to find you a home, a yes. husband, so that when I'm gone, Ruth, you're not alone. Right. So you're someone still protected. can take care of you. Yeah. Which I think shows a complete reversal now. She has accepted Ruth. Right. You are my daughter. We're a family. I'm going to look out for you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a very sweet mm-hmm. moment. So, but her plan <laughs> is anything but sweet. Yes. But here's the back. Or recommended. Or recommended, yes. This is not the way you do it. But so we need the background. Yes. What do we know about Ruth? Well, we've had that background and that we mm. the narrator kept throwing in our face. She's right. a Moabite, she's a Moabite. Right. Don't forget, Moab became Right. Was born because of Lot and his daughter having incest. Yes. Yes. Right. We're hoping your children have left the room. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Because of in a cave mm-hmm. after Sodom and Gomorrah. Right. That happened. Right. That would be that background. Is there more background, Erica? There is. <laughs> if you've read through the story, which the narrator assumes you've read, Genesis mm-hmm. on, you also know Boaz's ancestors have a bad moment. Which I ha- But the problem is because mm-hmm. I think we don't make those connections. Right. Because we don't follow that genealogy. You have How to many look of at us it as a skip story. The genealogies. <laughs> you have to look at the Bible as a story. Yes. It's introducing characters. You're following lives. It's a story. It's a true story. Right. 100% true, but it's a story. You have to read it like that. And so what happens in the past affects what happens today. So now we're jumping to Genesis 38. Genesis 38. And who is that the story of, Veronica? That is Judah. And, and his daughter-in-law, <laughs> Tamar. Tamar, or Tamar, which Tamar, Tamar, I guess, I don't, Tamar is how we say it, but you taught me it's Tamar. Did I? Yes. Okay, then we'll just assume I was right. I don't <laughs> it's been a while. But Tamar, her story is essentially, she marries one of Judah's sons. Yes. And he dies. She gets sent to the next son. He dies. She's widow. She's barren. She doesn't have kids. And Judah doesn't give her to his third son because he's afraid Which that he son's going to die. Yeah, he should. Judah's wrong. Yes. <clears throat> and it's not her fault the sons die. They're wicked. Okay. They die because of God's judgment. She's okay. the innocent victim here. So you have a desperate widow, barren woman. Right. And her desperate plan is to seduce her father-in-law. Yuck. I know. I know. Can I just, how many times can yes. I say that during this story? So she dresses up like a prostitute, mm-hmm. and Judah takes the bait, which mm-hmm. says a lot about Judah. Yeah. Let's be honest. He's yeah. not a quality man. And this is one of Jacob's 12 sons. So yes. the tribe of Judah, this is their forefather. Yes. And he seduce, he sleeps with his daughter-in-law, and she is pregnant, and he realizes he's the father, and he slept with his daughter-in-law, and that wasn't good. So he doesn't sleep with her again. Like, it's a one-time oh, thing. Oh, good for him. And he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know that that's a redeeming quality. And he takes her, yeah, true. <laughs> he takes her into his family. But it's actually, it's a fascinating plot in the story of Joseph. Yes. Because it's Judah's almost redemption point where the story for him flips. Yes. But that's another story for that's another an- day. Yes, thank you. But um, he takes her into his family and t- cares for her and her son, his son. And so her story ends well. Right. But now they have twins. But now they have twins. And one of them goes on and has kids until you get to Boaz. Okay. So in Boaz's ancestry and in Ruth's ancestry, you have this situation that when sexual temptation prevents it, presents itself. They take it. You take it. <laughs> 
you fall. Okay. And God uses it, but obviously it's not a, a way to go. Right. Again, <clears throat> it's not right. the recommended way. <laughs> right. Just so, because it turns out okay in the end right. doesn't mean that you this should was, do it. Right. Right. Let's just throw that little. <laughs> right. So you have that as the reader and you're reading this story, that's in your mind. Okay. Flashing red neon right. lights. So when Boaz and Ruth come together, they're because of their ancestry, right. we can assume we know what's going to happen. Right. Exactly. Okay. But we're going to get there. All right. So Naomi says, okay, Ruth, I've got a plan. And here's, I'm just going to jump straight to, in today's plan, here's what Naomi tells Ruth. Oh, okay. Time to mourn your dead husband is past. Okay. So you've obviously been wearing mourning clothes. Boaz maybe oh. hasn't proposed because you're still in mourning. Well, oh, guess what? Yeah. He's dead. He's not coming back. I loved my son too, but now it's time to move on. Okay. Wow, you so, got a lot out of. <laughs> yeah. So put on your regular clothes. Okay. And you're going to go out tonight, and you're going to take your overnight bag. <laughs> now, Ruth. Don't come home. Right. Yes. <laughs> don't come home. Boaz is putting in a 12-hour day at the office with the men. Afterwards, they're going to go to the local sports pub, and they're going to have some festival. They're going to eat. They'll probably drink. He'll probably be a little tipsy. He'll be in a good mood. And then he's going to drive home. He's going to drive back to his hotel. As he drives to his hotel, Ruth, he's going to stop at the corner where all those women are. You know oh. the women of the night where they are? He's going to stop there. Ruth, you're going to be there with your suitcase. And when the car stops, you're going to walk up, knock on the window and go, Hey, big boy, <laughs> can I join you? And then get in the car. And then Boaz will tell you what to do. Wow. That's Naomi's wow. plan. Can I just say, that's not how I ever read. Everything Naomi says on the surface seems innocent. Okay. Go down to the threshing floor. Don't let him know you were there until he <laughs> finishes eating and drinking. Yeah. Okay. But everything she says in the Hebrew has an underlayer of sexual overtone. Like, okay. it is completely sexual that underneath. we miss in our English we translation. We miss completely in our English translation. You are probably blowing people's minds right now. Right. There. <laughs> right. And everyone's got to go, pause, I need time to think. Right. <laughs> Essentially, in the culture, what normally happens is you would go and thresh. As a, as a community, the men would grab right. all their wheat, all their barley, go up to a flat field, a flat area, and they would thresh the wheat. They'd pound it to separate the wheat from the chaff. Okay. And then in the afternoon, you would throw up that grain okay. and the wind would come along and sift it for you and it would blow away the chaff because right. that was lighter and then the wheat which was heavier would fall down mm -hmm. but it would take one day it would take several days it's not a one day and you're done and so you've got all your grain at the threshing floor you're gonna sleep there by your grain because you're gonna protect it you're gonna protect it it's been a long day i'm exhausted right but it's also a, a community party because look at all this harvest we're bringing right. in so, so it's, it's a, a joyous... Right. It was a festival occasion. Mm -hmm. So you would eat and you would drink. Okay. But then you're going to sleep by your grain. Right. To protect it. Don't want it. anyone to take it. Right. This is mine. But who's out there at night by themselves? The men. Mm-hmm. And they're probably not sleeping near each other. Like, you've got space. Yeah, because at the end he says, don't let anyone know you came here. Right. So clearly they're not around. Right. They're, it's not like right next to right. each other. 
And there is thought that that's when the prostitutes would come out. Oh. The men are here. They've had something to drink. They're in a good mood. They're relaxed. They're relaxed. There's some privacy. Guess uh -huh. what? Okay. Here's where the women of the night get to come okay. and join in the festivities. Okay. And so for, for Boaz to be here all day with his employees, to me, says he's not an elderly man. Right. Because we talked about that last right. week. He's he doesn't like the thought. I don't. I don't think 80. he's 80. <laughs> he made it all day, and he's sleeping at the threshing floor. Right. Could you honestly see an 80-year-old? Not many. Yeah, sleeping on the threshing floor after no, threshing all day. I don't like sleeping on the floor. Right, exactly. So that's why I think he's younger. I don't like sitting on the floor. Right. <laughs> it's harder right. to get up. Right. Okay. So that's. That's that's Naomi's plan. Just, remember how we said at the beginning we were going to take a new look right. and add in right. things most Bible studies don't? Right. Did Erica just do that for you? Yes. If I blew your mind, I apologize. Stick with me. Yes. Stick with us. But it's ericavanheitsma.com. <laughs> yes. You'd if like you're to angry. comment. <laughs> yes. Or our Facebook group, right. The Context of Color of the Bible Podcast. Just keep your comments biblically appropriate. Yes. Yes. Um. But it's fun because here's the truth of the situation. They're desperate. They're desperate. Mm -hmm. And desperate times call for desperate measures. Right. Right. And honestly, Ruth's a Moabite. So she could be like, oh, sure. Oh, yeah. I'll she do that. Might, she's What's not a Hebrew. She's, she's not, not under. Mm -mm. Okay. She's still a Moabite. Right. She made the vow. Right. But she hasn't converted. And she's, she's already changed. proven she's willing to. Right. She's, she's got confidence right. in talking to Boaz. Right. She's not a doormat. Right. So let's play on that confidence. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. So then, Erica, let's, do you want to just jump to Boaz goes to sleep? Well. Ruth uncovers his feet. Okay. Uh, kind of. Because this, so this is a sensually charged chapter. Sexually. So sensually, sensually. Sexually. Okay. Yeah. Just both. Making, okay. Yeah. The reader in the in the Old Testament, there's tension. There's tension. <laughs> I mean, for us, it would be like you're watching a television show or a movie, and you see a not very modest dressed woman go to a hotel room, knock on the door, and a man opens up the door. Okay. And she walks in. You okay. don't need to see the rest of the right. scene. You know okay. what's happening. And so for the reader, they would feel like, oh. I know what's about to happen. Okay. I know their ancestors. I know where they're coming from. I know where this is going. I am fully expecting something okay. at the threshing floor. Mm -hmm. But as the reader, you're also struggling because Naomi's plan hedges on a knife's edge. Like, this has to go completely the right way because Ruth is putting herself out there in an extremely delicate way. Right. On every sense, because she's the younger approaching the elder. Okay. She's the widow approaching the man. She's the foreigner approaching the Israelite. She's the poor approaching the wealthy. rich, okay. the wealthy. So Boaz could react in many different ways. And then it would all fall apart. And then you're in, you're in trouble. Right. You know, what if he decides to call out Ruth as a prostitute? Right. In front of everybody. Right. She's a Moabite. No one's going to, like, you're They'll here. They'll believe it. Yeah, mm -hmm. of course you're a prostitute. This mm -hmm. was your plan all along. And then we have no food coming right. in, and you have no protection, right. and we're worse off than where we started. Right. Okay. Or he could shame her. Like, I'm not going to call you a prostitute, but I'm going to go, oh, my word, this woman's making a move. Right. She thinks she can marry me? 
Okay. He could totally shame her. He could take advantage of her and then shame her. Oh, yeah. Like, she seduced me. It's not my fault. Right, right. So there are numerous ways. Like, there is the tiniest way for this thing to go right and multiple ways for this to go wrong. So there's so much tension in this chapter because it has to go exactly the right way. Right, and you've got to wait for Boaz. Right. It all hinges on Boaz. Right. What do we really think about him? Right. We're really putting a lot of stock in. Right. Is he a good man? Right. Or is he not? Right. This is a dangerous, delicate scheme. Okay. So, we go to... Now we're all on pins and needles here. (laughs) Can you get going? Right. So, we're at the threshing floor. Okay. And Boaz wakes up. Yeah. And, I mean, you can imagine, he probably has been drinking. Honestly, that's part of the festival. Right. And all of a sudden, he sees a woman at his feet. And what would go through your mind with this woman? I would think she's a prostitute. Right. And did I do something? Oh, okay. Did I, for, did I get drunk and do something? Okay. I'm in trouble. Okay. But what? Because he's startled. <laughs> right. And you can appreciate why. I know. But what happens? Uh, she tells him right away who she is. Mm-hmm. And, th- I mean, to me, I go, spread the corner of your garment over me since you are a guardian redeemer of our family. That's kind of still Ruth's. This is amazing. Ruth's really putting herself out there again. Yes. But Ruth takes the initiative because ba- Naomi tells her, let Boaz tell you what to do. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. But Ruth isn't content to let Boaz tell her what to do because Boaz might go the wrong way with it. Right. So I'm going to tell you, Boaz, which way I want the conversation to go. Exactly. She immediately diffuses the situation, and she doesn't call Boaz to romance, but responsibility. I'm not here for sex. I'm here for security. I want a commitment from you, Boaz. Well, she's laying it out. Right. She's no guessing. Don't read my mind. Right. I mean, so this would be the scene in today's world. So they drive to the hotel. Can't wait to hear this scene. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They drive to the hotel. He's picked her up at that corner where the women of the night are. They drive in silence to the hotel. Okay. He's already got his hotel key. They go in the back door. No one sees them. Mm -hmm. They go up to his hotel room. He unlocks it. She walks in. He looks around, makes sure nobody's watching. He goes in after her. Okay. He shuts the door. Ruth walks over, turns on the light. Sits on a chair and goes, I need you to take care of my mother-in-law. Okay. Like, completely destroys. She... (laughs) Goodbye, sexual tension. (laughs) Right, exactly. She pops it. Okay. Just explodes that moment. And as the reader, we're like, what? Like, she didn't allow it. Okay. At all. She... I need Boaz. I need you to be a man and step up. Wow. And take care of me and my mother-in-law. Okay. And Boaz understands. And she doesn't even give him a chance, really. No. I no. mean, there is no, well, let's see what he's going to do. Right. It's an immediate. Wow. Okay. Immediate moment of, here's what I need from you. Okay. Be a man and take care of your relatives. Okay. Amazing woman. Wow. And so that sexual tension is gone. Yeah. <laughs> like Clearly. You mentioned my mother-in-law. Right. <laughs> right. Not a way to seduce a man. No. Honestly. I okay. think. So at the threshing floor, nothing happens. Yeah. I would have. Okay. Nothing happens. But I think the narrator is purposefully directing well, it's a better attention. better story. There. Yeah. <laughs> it is. 
We've all been sitting here waiting for you to finish the story. Right, <laughs> right. The narrator wants you on pins and needles to assume the wrong thing, to go the wrong place. Okay. So that when he shifts it and takes you way over here, yeah. it makes Ruth and Boaz even more amazing. It highlights their righteousness. It highlights okay. their obedience. It highlights their character. Mm-hmm. And it, it, as the reader, it just sucks you in. Yeah. Like, what? That's not what I was expecting. <laughs> but it also, Ronnie, at the same time, takes Judah into Mar's story mm-hmm. and Moab's lot and his daughter, and it held, holds those up to you and then redeems them. Oh. Like, these failed, but their ancestors didn't. Okay. And in a way, it kind of pushes that redemption all the way back to them. It, it right. heals their wounds. Right. It, it cleans up their story. It's been knotted all along, and the knot's been released, yes. and it trickles all the way back. Yes. Like, okay. Oh, we have, we have obedience. Right. From their Which, ancestors. Which, Eric, I go, how many times in the Bible do you, if you know that Bible history, right. with Saul and the king of Agat, um, yes, the king. The king. Of, yes, Agag. Amalekite. Yes, Agag thank you. The king. Yes, and then you go to Esther, Esther, and Mordecai being right. of the tribe of Benjamin, just like Saul right. was. I mean, how many times do you yes. see God redeeming a story, yes. a family line? Yes. Yeah, He's never done. Right. There's always hope. Right. Maybe the next generation. Right. And so that's what I think he's doing here. He's purposefully okay. charging the situation so that when nothing happens, mm-hmm. it's amazing and it begins to heal and redeem right. what came before. Mm-hmm. God is a God of redemption. Right. Yes. Even things that happened in the past, yes. he redeems mm-hmm. and uses. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's amazing. I think also Boaz and Ruth are examples that just because everyone around you is doing it doesn't mean you right. have to. And just because just it would because be people easier, expect it? Yes. <laughs> you don't have to sin. Right. I mean, these two are now shining examples of moral <laughs> purity. Yes. Like they went to the edge of the knife mm-hmm. and didn't fall off. Mm-hmm. Not that we recommend to. getting there. No, that is not at all. <laughs> don't. If you're not but sure. Your past doesn't have to define your future. Yes. Your past doesn't have to be Yes. This is what who this is who I am right. and what I do. Ruth isn't acting like a Moabite. Right. And Boaz does not act like Judah. Okay. So we're not stuck by our past either. Right. But now we've got a new issue. Yes. Which Boaz introduces. Yes. Because he says, hey, there's actually someone who should come in line. Right. Who has the rights. Right. Before I do. Because Boaz realizes, he's amazed at Ruth. Yes. And how she reacts. Because Ruth doesn't have to marry Boaz, Mm -hmm. and Boaz doesn't have to marry Ruth. Right. I had to process. They're not biblically or culturally required to marry each other. Okay. So Boaz is aware, Ruth, you're coming after me because I'm a relative of Naomi's, so I am most likely to care for her. So it's not necessarily there's an attraction between us. Right. This I don't is... think this is a love story like okay. we like. Okay. There's no attraction. There, I would love to th- think there's a mutual respect. Right. Which but can it's grow not... into attraction. Right. But it's right. not, ooh, I've been interested in you for a while and right. you're not making a move. Right. This is, no, you are the next right. in line who right. should be. And he goes, actually, I'm not. There's somebody else before me. Right. 
we, you know, we look at, well, do I love this person? Right. Do I find them attractive? They were much more practical back then right. in their marriages. Will he provide an a order stable home? who gets married right. to who. <laughs> right. Will he provide a stable home? Will she raise my children well? Is he a woman of character? Right. Is she a woman of character? They were much more practical. And for Ruth, that means Boaz. I don't have to marry you, Boaz. I could pick and choose. Right. But you are family. And you will take care of Naomi. Mm-hmm. So I'm picking you. Mm-hmm. And Boaz is aware Ruth is picking him for Naomi. Okay. Ruth is showing chesed to Naomi by obeying her plans, but also going after someone in the family okay. who will feel responsibility to Naomi. Boaz then shows chesed to Ruth by agreeing and not calling her out, not shaming her, not treating her horribly, but saying, yes, I will honor your request. Okay. I understand what you're saying, and I will do my best to fulfill it. I will marry you, and I will take care of you and Naomi. But, but <laughs> hearing a button here. There's another relative who's closer. And if we're following the order of right. how things go, right. I, I can't ha- jump in line. <laughs> I have to let him have first dibs. Okay. So Ruth, is, he says, lie down, sleep. Mm-hmm. Whether or not she sleeps, maybe. I don't know. But right. she lies down and rests. Right. But my guess is Boaz spent the rest of the night awake. Yeah. And I would think, number one, he doesn't want anyone to know she's there. Right. But number two, he's got two major issues ahead of him. Because Ruth is a Moabite. And back then, marriage was community-focused. Their lives were community-focused. Okay. And so, number one... That's a link in a chain. You're not linking this family and this people group to Moab. Exactly. (laughs) We broke that link. Because this community is linked. Okay. So, he's got a closer relative who may, for whatever reason, Mm want to get involved. And number two... You're a Moabite, Ruth. I need the community to approve that I can marry you. I can't just marry you. It's not just you and me and Naomi making this decision. I need the community to agree to it. And I need them to agree to it without any idea that we met on the threshing floor. Okay. Because if they're aware we met tonight, they're going to go, well, you have to marry her. Right. That's why. Okay. It's not an obligation. Right. We want it to be. Right. We want it to look. Like, an all of a sudden, oh, I'm going to marry Ruth. Right. But I need to have a good reason to marry right. Ruth. Because she's a Moabite. Okay. So he's got a big... He needs to be as shrewd as a snake, but as innocent as a dove. Okay. Essentially. Mm-hmm. And sometime he gets a plan, and it's a brilliant plan. But that's for next week. <laughs> How do y'all like that? Yeah. It's an, it, Boaz, I have a lot of respect for this man. And there is no takeaway or application other than... Don't do what they did. (laughs) I was going to say, come back next week. Yeah, come back next week. (laughs) Eric is leaving us with a cliffhanger for the week. Yes. So, this is the Context and Color of the Bible podcast. Like I said earlier, ericavanheitsma.com. Or it's the Context and Color of the Bible Facebook group if you want to join in the discussion. If you want to start a provocative conversation, (laughs) send this podcast to someone. Yes. Say, oh my word. If you want to tell people not how to find a spouse, right? Send them that one yes. too. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.